Welcome to the Midlife CEO Podcast, where business coach and strategist Jeannie Spiro teaches you how to take your coaching business to six figures and beyond at Midlife. Join Jeannie and her guests as they reveal their best kept secrets to creating a thriving six or seven figure lifestyle based business. And now, Jeannie Spiro. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Midlife CEO Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Jeannie Spiro. And this week, I have another special guest. Rachel Tesso is a branding expert, but really, she goes so much deeper into this. We first met, had a conversation. I liked what she had to say so much that I invited her to be on the show. So, Rachel, I would love for you to informally introduce yourself while then I tell everyone else more about you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And honestly, you know, just love this in general. This is the best types of conversations. So I'm here for it. So I'm Rachel Pesso. I help people share who they really are through branding and website design. And we go deep into who you are and help you pull out all the pieces that people can really connect with. Um, so that way, when you go to create your brand, you're really creating a brand that is fully so aligned. Um, and I've been in this business for about 10 years, and I've just been working with some of the most amazing humans. And truthfully, I love what I do. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have to have you throw out a few people, recognizable names, if you may, or are able to, you've worked with some interesting people. So yeah, in particular. Definitely. I've had, um, you know, my, I call it like my one celeb is Laverne Cox. Um, that was just obviously an amazing, amazing project to be on. Her mission is amazing. And just to be part of that project just felt so, so meaningful. So that's always something great to share. And um, I work with some really like amazing uh, coaches in the industry. So Lori Harder, um, Kim and Ami, uh, definitely Jada Selner, I feel like are some really amazing brands. And um, I do work with men as well. So I worked with Jonathan Fields on his new, his new website. Um, and yeah, just, just all different types of coaching and wellness professionals. It's so great. I mean, it also speaks to the fact that you've been doing your art and craft for a long time. And, you know, it's, it's fantastic to be in this field. However, there's a lot about standing out, right? And we, we talked about that initially and what is it that we have to do uh, to stand out, you know, for you to get seen and found and selected. I'm sure you apply some of the same principles uh, that you also work with your clients on to help them get seen, get found, get known uh, as well. Totally, totally. I've taken myself through my own process numerous times to, you know, create new offers. And obviously when I created my own business, um, and honestly, it, it really is the best way to just start with brand clarity. I always drill that one home because we can't create things that we don't know what they are. Um, so I always like to really make sure that that's, you know, number one step for most people. I love it. That's so good. Well, I, I have to tell you one of my podcast I've been listening to lately, it's not even business related, but I learned so much about how they branded themselves. And so um, I love listening to, I just love listening to people be in conversation. And I like when they interview other people. And so I've been listening to this podcast, it's called Smartless. And it's mm -hmm. with, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's- No, um, I'll have to check that out. 
Okay, it's it's good. Um, it's Jason Bateman, uh, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes, and mm -hmm. it's really good. And they interview friends, and the part part of the hook of the whole thing is they bring in one of them will bring in somebody else, and the other two don't know who they're bringing in, and then they surprise them, and then they have this interesting conversation the whole time. But I'll tell you, one of the things that that always gets me is even when they do their promos, even when they're talking, they, they refer to our listener and they say it, it's singular. Mm -hmm. And they're like, our listener. And I, I know it's a joke, but for me in the marketing and online sales world, I'm like, yeah, but that's so brilliant because they're really speaking to one person. And I didn't really see myself as the one ideal person, but I happen to be, which is really one of the things, right? We're Yeah, 100%. Right. When we think about branding, right, we're we're really trying we want to attract the masses, but we're really attracting that one listener. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like really honing into who your ideal audience is. And it's actually generally one woman or one man or one, you know, one customer that you're speaking to uh, that kind of embodies everything that you uh, that that falls under that, you know, ideal ideal client customer audience <laughs> um, mm -hmm. container, you know, and it, it goes into really understanding what, what it is that you want them to feel. I feel like that's always the other biggest part is just honing into the feelings aspect and how we make people feel um, when they interact with our brands. Mm, that's so good. I, I mean, again, like using this example, I laugh every single episode. And of course, there's times that they're like a little off the, the rails and it's really hysterical the way they go. But, you know, I, to me, I'm, I'm finding a connection with humor. Right. And so I think as a brand, what, what we're trying to figure out and establish is some kind of emotion or some kind of feeling. Right. Yeah. And, and you talk about it from like a, a soul level, I think. So could you go into that a little bit more? Definitely, definitely. So one of the main things uh, that I think is so important when it comes to branding is that we really want to create experiences through our through our brands, you know, whether you are just doing your business through social media or you have a website and a platform, you have a podcast, you know, whatever it is, you want to bring in your brand concepts and really, really go deep into how you want people to feel and what are the actions you want them to take? Um, because I, and, and I mean, I always say a little less on the action side and more on the emotional side, because the truth is like, once you can kind of really speak to them at that emotional level, the actions are generally come very, very easily right after that, you know? So if they're making you laugh on that podcast, like you're going to come back and listen for more if you're, if you're feeling good about it. So that's the underlying piece of like really creating a soul line brand, I think is having these underlying emotions that help your ideal audience clients um, really connect to what it is that you're sharing and then be able to understand like, oh, I want to spend more time here. I, I really want, you know, this thing that they're speaking about or creating, you know, on their brand or their website. So I think like, that's always a piece that maybe not a lot of people dive deep into and they kind of just stay like more in the define your ideal audience or your mission statement. And it's like, those are super important, but I feel like this piece, like really honing into that emotional experience is the one that actually drives, you know, those action steps behind the whole brand. So it's, it's really exciting. <laughs> it is really exciting. You know, I, I want to think about this from a different angle too, because I work with a lot of people who are expanding their business. They're past the startup phase. 
um, they're anywhere in the range of, you know, I've gotten a bunch of clients to I'm approaching seven figures. So they're like all over the chart, but there's this sort of misconception that when you're kind of in the earlier, more emerging stage of business, again, not the startup, but in that phase of like really working towards monetization, that you don't necessarily need to spend your money on branding or that maybe you don't even know how to do it or you approach it. Maybe you've seen some, yeah. what mistakes have maybe have you seen um, in that earlier stage of kind of like getting known when you're working in the monetization initially? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's definitely very split depending on where you are, you know, because obviously uh, in the beginning stages, a lot of the focus is uh, clients, bringing clients, so you can make the money, you know, whereas this next phase is more like pulling out the, you know, the offers, moving into more systematic stuff in your business that help really create that reoccurring income in your business and whatnot. So I think though, from a branding perspective, uh, both those clients focus on different things, but overall it's very similar because really at the end of the day, you want to still find a way to connect to your audience. And so this emotional piece is not only the best way to stand out, but it's the way to actually create something that's super connected to you personally. Um, because we can come up with all the different marketing strategies, different types of websites and design solutions, but the real truth of it, like what's built in those phases, like, you know, finding the right photos that tell the right story and making sure that you're speaking to the right people and that message that's consistent from, you know, Instagram to website, like that's generally what I find to be the, the most valuable and important, especially, you know, in that, in the latter phase of, of, of people that you were just speaking about. Um, and overall, the mistakes, in my opinion, are, are def definitely when we skip those steps. So the biggest thing that I see is people skip like the brand clarity piece and they go right into creation. Because the truth is like when we do that, we miss, we miss actually connecting to the emotional piece in our brands. Um, even though, you know, you could be super passionate about what you do, but if you're not actually clear on that, that underlying story and the underlying emotions that need to be connected to, you know, your photos, the copy that's written for the pages, you're really missing a giant chunk of what your ideal audience is going to connect with. So that's always the biggest piece. You know, obviously there's, there's lots of mistakes we can talk about, but I feel like overall that will help everybody just understand like really how important I believe these pieces are, you know, that brand clarity piece of, of your website. And I think the thing that's important, we've been in business probably roughly around the same amount of time, maybe, you know, within a couple of years or months or whatever. And after a certain period of time, we're like, well, we've been at it a while, right? <laughs> we're not new to this conversation. But I think one of the things is it's never too soon to start thinking about this, um, or it's never, or, you know, it's, it's important to do it and it evolves over time. So yeah. I, I would imagine your brand has evolved over the yeah. years. Yeah. And honestly, I am super due for, for rebrand, <laughs> you know, in full transparency, I am ready for my, my next level as well, which means that I would go through the same process of just getting new brand clarity, understanding those new, like if they are new emotional experiences that I want to create in my business, like pulling from that place um, and really creating something new from there. But always, you know, as we rebrand and as we evolve, I always say like, 
your brand is a true evolution. Like, cause if you didn't change, that would be scary. Right. So <laughs> our brands also have to change as we grow. Like if we've been in business for 10 years and we didn't change anything, that would be kind of scary. So I always like to remind people not to even get overwhelmed by it. It's just, to me, it's like brushing your hair and brushing your teeth. Like it has to be done at some point. So, you know, how often will depend on what your needs are, but it, it has to be looked at. And for some, it just might be updating photos and updating content. You know, for some, it's like, I've totally transformed and like, I can't even have anything the same anymore that that's living on my website or in my brand. So that's where I think like doing that internal, like, uh, you know, basically like a brand audit for yourself to see really like what's still in alignment and what isn't. Mm -hmm. it, and it's really great. I mean, I remember someone asked me a very, very important question in the beginning. You know, I started my business back in 2010 and, you know, there wasn't as there weren't as many people online, I think, at that point or, or I wasn't aware of as many people doing what I was doing. And I think I was a little generic in the early days. Um, and I remember somebody asking me this question like, well, how are you really standing out and what is it that you're really saying that's different? And I thought, as triggering as it was at one point, because I was like, well, wait a minute, is, do I really need to do that? Because I'm getting clients. It was really so helpful because then I started to really look at my, like differentiating myself, um, differentiating like what I was saying and my messaging and my look and, and everything. And it was back then that I thought, oh, I'm going to, I mean, you're going to laugh at this probably, but I think I went to JCPenney and I had my photos taken and it was, I had the, you know, the headshot <laughs> kind of like, you know, oh, it's my, like, it was so corporate looking because that's yeah. what I stepped out of. And, and it, I began to think of it differently from that point on, like, it's, it's not just, it's not just my words. It's not just my copy, right? It's not just the photos. It's the whole thing yeah, yeah. that people are looking at. And you know, the funny part about it all is that, so there's two things, like there's a lot of focus on standing out, which is very important. But I also think there's like a hyper focus around that these days where everybody's like, you have to stand out, you have to stand out. But the truth is like, if you are getting clients and if it's working, like don't get super wrapped up in it then. Like it's working for you. You know, like I, I, I often like to say that, I mean, obviously, you know, I really believe in what I do from a branding perspective, but I also believe that, you know, if you're in alignment with what you're doing and it's working, like keep going with it. But, you know, at some point things will happen where people are like, I'm out of alignment or this isn't working, or I want to feel a lot of it. Your brand has to do with how you feel about it. You know, I've had so many people come to me for rebrands that are like, I want to do this for me. Like it's so I can feel good. And a lot of people fall into that bucket where it's just, it's, it gives them confidence. It makes them able to speak and go out there to be the person they want to be perceived as in their business, you know, in their brand. Um, so just to kind of paint that picture. So you don't have to think that it's only one way. Cause I, I do believe that's important to just like mention. And then with the photo thing, that's also something like I will tell you, there's people like I've had come to me in the last year that they only still know about headshots. You know, it's mm -hmm. still like the branded lifestyle photo shoots and how they could really tell a story. And I think that's the piece that actually a lot of people are missing that like those brand shoots are ways to tell people more information about how you can help them and how they can connect with you. So yes. it's not about just getting photos for your site. It's about actually 
taking photos that tell either a deeper story or something that we could really connect to emotionally again. Um, and again, I think that's something a lot of people oversee because it's like, oh, I got photo, I got professional photos, or, you know, like they kind of check all the boxes, but it's, if you go just a little deeper than that, it will make a huge, huge difference. I, I think what, what I'm loving that you're saying is it's beyond checking boxes. It's so great because I think initially that's what I was doing. And not that there's anything wrong with getting a professional headshot done and not that there's anything, there's really, it's all important. But I think what you're saying is what I also personally discovered was it came to a point where I was like, I think I'm missing from my brand and I'm supposed to be a personal brand. I'm where I wasn't standing out was I wasn't bringing me into the equation. Mm -hmm. And when I had that awareness, it was like, wait a minute, if I am a personal brand, how am I showing up in my brand and in my business? Um, ultimately, where I've gotten to now is I'm my overall messaging is about simplification, like making money as simply and easily as possible in your business. And so I had this super complicated website and all this copy, and it was like, nobody has time for this. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it really dialed in for me. Um, Rachel, you work with multiple types of business owners. So I want to, I want to go into how you do work with people and, um, and also you created something because you found a, a specific need. So I'd love for you to, I'd love talking about offers too. So let's talk about your offers. Cool. Yeah. So for the last 10 years, I've generally worked one-on-one -on -one custom brands and websites where we, we actually go into all the things I was talking about, basically um, your brand clarity, um, getting, getting clear on actually your visual brand and visual story. And then I even help with supporting around, you know, figuring out what photos you need for your brand and website. So those are all really like kind of core principles that I do with basically almost any project, custom project that we work on, you know, including like, you know, typeface selection, color selection, and, you know, the whole brand identity piece. Um, once all that's completed, then we dive into the actual website design where we use, you know, user experience and really focus on uh, custom creating every experience and action that exists on the site, you know, so we're super intentional about it and we make sure that everything's really in alignment. I have a very collaborative process, which has definitely helped me stand out from others in my field and meaning I include my clients in the vision. Um, we share screen, we do live edits, um, everything's really collaborative. And I found, you know, from a creative perspective, that's been a game changer for me. It's like, um, it's been one thing to like, you know, be creative on my own, but I find that when we include the client and it's their vision, we can really take it to the next level. Whereas like, if it's just me in my corner by myself, like, you know, it's just, we, we create stronger together. So I, I really stand behind that. Um, so that's been my kind of core offering. And what I've been noticing over the years is that there were lots of people that showed up that were maybe in the middle phase, like maybe they weren't mm. totally at the fully custom custom route or couldn't afford to be, you know, in that zone yet. But a lot of the people they were hiring were there and you know, so there was like kind of a tug, like, and I didn't really have a solution to send them to. So I thought, why not create kind of a hybrid version where we get some customization. And then, um, so I built out soul themes, soulthemes.com, which is basically my templated websites. Um, they're all custom WordPress sites. And 
the real goal behind them was to help people get professional brands up and out there. Um, because the real truth of it is like, that's generally the most important part because it's the way that you're going to get clients, the way that you're going to build your audience and get your offers out there is by having, you know, some professional brand that helps kind of hold the whole thing and tell your story. Um, so I've been running that for about, um, we launched right before the pandemic hit. So a few years now, and it's been going great. And I've been even finding, you know, there's so many people that actually don't really need the fully custom experience based on their brands. Um, and it's been amazing. I just, I really love, uh, I love being able to still be in it with them, but not have it take three plus months. I mean, the soul theme sites can take anywhere from two weeks to a month. So I feel like that is a super big game changer for entrepreneurs. Um, but yeah, so that's, those are kind of the, the two main ways. Um, and then in addition, I've, I've launched some like do it yourself, uh, products and, um, I have a few other things in the works that I'm excited about, but, uh, overall that's, that's really where I am right now. I love, love, love this. I mean, I, and I want everybody to make sure that they can go over to your website. So there's two. So Rachel um, Peso is one website. So rachelpeso.com and soulthemes.com. So there's two sites that you can find, uh, find everyone can find you. Um, and we'll, of course, have the links in the uh, show notes for everyone. But what I really love also about this conversation is that you didn't start off with the leveraged offer that that seemed you discovered that mm -hmm. you needed to create something or that you could create something else that would be leveraged to support more people to be able to, I would imagine it would serve new purposes in your business. So what was mm -hmm. the inspiration like personally on your business side for you, you know, beside knowing you wanted to help more people, was it like, simplifying like what what also came yeah yeah definitely simplifying so the custom projects honestly for many entrepreneurs they're a beast like they're really can be overwhelming there's a lot of work on the custom end that clients have to do and then I was what I was noticing how much energy and time that was going in it from my from my perspective and although I honestly love them so much I was like there has to be a way that I can simplify this um and that's been like a keyword for me, honestly, for the past five years is just simplicity. And I think, you know, that that's really what was behind it. And then also I had um, Chris Harder say to me about probably, it's probably like six years ago at this point now. And he's like, you know, you do something so amazing. Like, why not help more people? And I was like, you know, I honestly it's not that I didn't think about it. I truly didn't see that it was possible because I was so stuck in my own custom offer, you know, without thinking about really like, what are the other ways? So I think like now that I launched Soul Themes and then I started seeing like, oh my God, there's more ways that I can impact more people and help them. Uh, and also make my life a little bit more simple. Uh, it felt really desirable for me to, to kind of pivot in that direction. Um, and you know, now with everything, I feel like it was the best decision because I've been able to help so many people, um, there, and then it's, it's freed up space for me to kind of step into my visionary role and really be able to figure out what else I can be creative and, and kind of put my creative hat on and do so. Oh. Exciting about that. <laughs> I love this. The whole conversation I think is really important for people to hear about is that there comes a time in your business when you start to realize 
that you do. And maybe not everybody does this, but when you're like, well, I, I could actually help more people. It, like if you start to realize that, but how do I take what I'm doing one-on-one -on -one or what I've been customized customizing? How do I do this? And when you see that opportunity or see that connection, like for me, I couldn't figure out the how for a long time because I thought, oh, what I do is so unique or it's so, yeah. it's so intuitive, right? And I was there for a while too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I do the same thing every single time. I start the same way. Um, so I can help more people. And that was also aligned with my mission um, to serve more people. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I love this. This is so good. Okay, I'm gonna um kind of bypass a like this, go a little sideways for a second. Um, so thinking back now, like if you could go back and tell yourself something from when you first started in business, is there anything that you would want to tell yourself that maybe would have helped you fast track or make it a little bit easier along the way? Definitely. Honestly, I wish that I had like started building my audience from very early on in my business. Cause I do feel like over the years, that's something that I, I understood how valuable it is to have. And it was nothing that I ever focused on. So I had wished that I either was paying more attention during that time period or had listened to, you know, some people that said it along the way, I actually remember Lori Harder. Um, she had me on her podcast earn half or earn your happy. And, um, she said to me, she's like, I'm not having you on the podcast until you have something to offer. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even think about it. And I was so stressed about it back then. I was like, Oh, what am I going to offer? You know, like, I can't even believe this. And, you know, obviously I came up with something and it worked great, but it's, uh, I, so I wish that I kind of took more, more steps in that direction earlier on, because I, I had some really, really amazing, like, uh, leaders and teachers at that time that I just, I was just so, so into the creative piece that I, I wasn't really focusing on it. It wasn't there, you know, but so that that's kind of like my one thing. And then I would also say that, um, I wish that I would, I would have, I would tell myself that, uh, to not be afraid to really share who you are. Cause I think honestly, over the last two years, I've really struggled with that. Just being able to share, um, all the parts of me, not just the business professional side and, um, the other creative pieces of me that I think truly would have helped, uh, attract my ideal clients early on. Um, and now I've definitely stepped into that a lot more, but I've always struggled a bit with the visibility side. I'm, I'm actually going to say that has been more of my issue over time as my business has grown. And the part that I struggled with, I was never, so I always use speaking in my business. It's, it's kind of at the root of everything that I've done. And I love speaking anytime someone says speak, but I found a point in my business where I wasn't wanting to speak because I was at this interesting intersection of wanting to figure out how to scale my offerings and I didn't want to bring on more clients. And so I knew like, this is going to sound really ridiculous to some people who don't have this problem, but I knew I could create anything and I could sell it because I, I I'm, I mean, I'm basically, I was in that for my whole corporate career and I could stand on any stage and sell anything. 
But my problem at that point was if I bring in, if I go out and speak and bring in too many people, my business is going to break. So my visibility problem at that point was I can't go out on any stage right now. I can't take speaking opportunities, or if I do too much marketing right now, it's going to break my business. And so what I, I didn't fix was how to create like a scalable program because I was stuck in, I don't know how to do that. So as soon as I unraveled all the way back to, oh, wait a minute, I can create a process around this that can serve more people. Then I was like, okay, I'm back at it again. I can be visible, but yeah, but, but not everybody had like, it wasn't a confidence thing. It was more like, it will break my business <laughs> if yeah. I don't figure this out. So how about with you? What, what was it for like visibility for, for you? Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I've always had a, I mean, I was diagnosed with ADD as a kid. I think just in general, that always made me feel like not super confident to share, like use my voice. So that's a huge part of my mission in general is like share your voice, make your mark. Um, and I think like for a long time, I didn't believe that people really wanted to know what I was talking about. It was kind of like, I thought this was like basic information. Mm -hmm. So, and I think a lot of people struggle with that where it's just like, you really think that you, what you, what your gift is, like everybody knows. Right. <laughs> um, so it took me a really long time to, to gain that confidence around being like, oh, wow, like this isn't stuff most people know. And actually, you know, I'm actually pretty great at it. You know, that whole, that whole piece. Um, so I feel like that held me back for a while, just like really getting a grasp of all of that. Um, but once that all aligned, I just feel like I was so, um, I was so focused on just all the client work that I didn't spend enough time, like in my business, you know, like it was just, I was just working with clients doing the one-on-one -on -one thing. And I think like, it's, it's really easy to spend a lot of years when that's working well, um, because I was just there. And I, at, at some point, the one-on-one -on -one train, just, I think everybody gets there where you hit a point and you're like, yeah, I need to think about something else here, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's either coming up because you have a problem with, I have too many people coming, or there's also something that happens when, when you're like, I think I'm ready for the shift. And then and then when you start to like see it there, it's like, oh, wait a minute, I have to solve this problem in my business. Like yeah. for me, it was like, it suddenly became urgent. <laughs> like, I know. Right? I know. Once you discover it and then you can't unsee it. And then it's just like, I feel similar right now. That's definitely, I know my next, my next level is here. And so just really being like, all right, we're doing this and I'm not going to spend years trying to figure it out. I'm going to take some really, really uh, aligned actions. And um, yeah, I, I'm just excited that I've been around so many other amazing entrepreneurs that have led the way. So I can definitely uh, feel more confident in my decisions. <laughs> I love this. And this whole conversation is really, really great and inspiring. It's, it's helping me also, because sometimes I forget, like, I think, oh, I'm the only one that's gone through some of this. And I'm sure all of the listeners or listener <laughs> is thinking, you know, some of what we're talking about might ring true for them too. So, um, I, I have just one more question. Um, what would you say, at this point is your 
Like if you're going to fast forward 10 years from now and you're going to say, you know, I've really accomplished some things in my business and I feel really proud of, what would you say you'd be really most proud of accomplishing? Yeah, that's a great question. And I've definitely thought about that recently. So I'm excited. I am, um, I'm really excited to impact like hundreds of people. I feel like, you know, over, over the years, I've definitely worked, like I mentioned the one-on-one, but I've, I've recently started tapping into TikTok, which is a new platform that I never really used before this, you know, before the pandemic, basically. And I started doing uh, a dog TikTok account for my dogs, and I've built it up to like 8,000 followers, which is so exciting for me because, again, I've never really had that level of impact. So once I saw that I was able to do that, I was like, oh my God, I want this like for me, like for not just for me, but I want this in my future so I can really help more people because I, I truly believe like there's so many people out there that are struggling to get their brands created and up and out there. And I know that I've, what I've done, I can help you with that, you know? So I feel like that's my main mission. And then, you know, like along the way, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to get more into even having my own podcast, um, and potentially some other creative avenues that, that can kind of just be for fun. <laughs> love it. I love it. I'll have to check out your, uh, your TikTok. I don't, I don't know that much about it. Like every once in a while, someone will say, Hey, you got to check this out. Cause it's hysterical, but I haven't, I didn't dive in there yet. So yeah. Um, I, I'm just a, 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 an infrequent observer of some videos that come. A lot way. of fun. It is. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I really want everybody to dive in further into what you've been saying. Go to your website. I know um, you had told me that there's probably a next step that people or listener our listeners, I'm going to say plural, because I know there's more, <laughs> can, um, ten, can take with you. So what is the next step from this conversation today? Yeah, I always say, I love the book of consultation thing, you know, so if you um, want to find out more about how you can improve your brand, or if you're actually more in the beginning stages and want to go deeper into like figuring out what you're building and why I do have a free offer on my website called the Soul Collective, it's at the bottom of the site and you can just fill it out. It's my honestly personal process that I, I, I make every client I work with fill it out it helps you really go in to get that clarity so we can pull out those really important pieces that we talked about. Um, so definitely that is always step number one. And you know, if you've already done that and you want to hop on a call, you can do that through soulthings.com. So yeah, those are the two actions. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. And all the links will be below for everyone. I really want to thank you for being here today and for joining this conversation. Um, to me, it's just really important for women to understand that they can make money in their business. They can also do it in ways that it's fulfilling and yeah. enjoyable, and it doesn't have to be so challenging, um, especially if you streamline some things and you figured that out along the way. And so congratulations on your success in your business and also the longevity. So uh, kudos to that too, because I think mm -hmm. some people can't say they've had a business as long as we have. And, um, and it is really nice to be able to welcome more women into the club of longevity and profitability in their business, right? So Amazing. thank you so much. We want more, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you're so welcome. 
so listeners, thank you again so much for being here with us today. Uh, if you are looking to figure out how to streamline your sales process, grow your revenue, make more money in your business, whether you're breaking through to the six-figure mark in your business or trying to create recurring six figures in your business, hop on over to geniespyro.com and check out what I'm all about. Thanks again, everyone, and I look forward to seeing you all soon. Take care, all. Thanks for listening to the Midlife CEO Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.